The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Yeah, I can, I can hear you. There we go. All right. I can't put the video on, though. I got, I got two little children running around buck naked. You know how it is. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> That's not something I want. I got my own fucking babies. To- <laughs> so, you know, you know. Yeah, my, 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 uh, my two sons are obsessed with being in their underwear all fucking day. That's Dude. their thing that's life though like that's 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 how i felt like we should all be living right honestly we did it back in the day when there was no society no bullshit around we could just run around buck naked and not even give a shit yeah like that sounds great in theory but like oh you know what this this might be interesting for you like you went through like you lost a lot of weight and you got fucking jacked up like i've been wanting to talk to you about that for for quite some time but (laughs) For me, in my fucking mid thirties with my daddy titties, I'm not. I want to. I want to oh, be clothed. Yeah. I want to be clothed no matter what. So. I mean, that's kind of your own fault, though. <laughs> I feel like, you know, that Twinkie sounds good in, in in retrospect, but then when you hit that scale, you know, it, it kind of it just kind of slaps you in the face. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, what was what was your decision to like change your lifestyle? Well, I got divorced, so that was kind of one of those things. It's like, well, here's life. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> you know what you're gonna do about it? I'm like, well, I can sit here and act like a little bitch about it, or I could get buff as shit and see what else I can grab out there. That's interesting. I, I went for the latter. You know, I can't sit still. It's not what I'm. That's not what I'm built to do. Um, that's like, that's, that's, that's hilarious. Like, that's like what a lot of couple, like, that's what I hear like women do. Like they, they get all like, you know, big in the, in the marriage and then they, they, they break up and they're like, I'm going to slim down and I'm going to date all these men. And you're like, why, why wouldn't you like that in the marriage? So congratulations to you bro you are you winning right now (laughs) well i appreciate that well for me like personally it it was a lot of uh mental things that i had to go through Uh, i was going through a real dark time uh after after i left from arizona um i think it maybe lasted about two years and then i finally hit rock bottom with my my next injury that caught came up Mm -hmm. um i had i had basically i had injured my right hip twice and I tore the ligament to the point where I have about 15% left in that, that, that side. Wow. If I tear it again, I no longer have the ability to walk. Wow. And my dumbass decided to go out and start getting into the gym, working out. And now I'm out uh, being an iron worker, you know, jumping around on, on steel buildings and, and lifting heavy shit. I'm like, you know what? Screw that. You know, if it breaks, it breaks. I'm going I'm to ride this bitch till the wheels fall <laughs> off. <laughs> that's that's one way of looking at it. Um, but before we get uh, too far into it, let's let's uh, let's back up. And uh, so I don't really do introductions anymore. If you if you've been listening to, uh, especially this season, I've had a, a pretty much a guest just about every episode. 
And um, I've had some people on here that I just love to talk to. So I was I was kind of excited and surprised that you were like, hey, can I can I hop on? And uh, I had to find a time to do it. But if if we could just kind of back up, uh, who are you a little bit and uh, like how how we know each other, that kind of relationship thing. Uh, then we'll get into the questions that you have for me. So uh, who are you? <laughs> well, my name uh, is known across uh, across most of the valley and a lot of comedians is Calixto Alexander. A lot of people pronounce that incorrectly and it's called like a whole bunch of different names that I can't even pronounce. So I don't know how it comes out of people's mouths. Um, I met you, Day, on, on the circuit with Bobby back in the day when you were... F- either first getting into it or you were like a couple years into it. I couldn't really remember. No, yeah, it was, uh, but it was you a couple were, years in. Mm-hmm. You were running a lot of hosting gigs for him. And um, I just kind of showed up and, you know, here we are today. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of branched out from there. But um, an iron worker, hard worker, blue collar, pretty much civil war in, in, my, in my blood, half redneck, half Mexican. You know, the other half, one half is screaming, where's the wall? The other one's like, thank you for the job. <laughs> uh, father, fa- beloved uh, father. Father of two children, 100% <laughs> mine and 100% in my custody. I'm getting child support. Go figure. Look at you. I know, right? I am the woman. <laughs> you, are, you, are, you, are, you have changed the game, sir. <laughs> you got the unicorn. That's, uh, that's fantastic. So, so then you, so I met you during this time and then you sort of vanished from from the scene uh comedy arizona and and you basically you're you're back is that fair to say yeah um so i got married and that's why i fell off the off the grid Mm -hmm. right you know we we try to we try to please our significant others and i found out that was probably the dumbest mistake i could have made in my whole life but you live and you learn Right. And uh, now that I'm back, you know, I, I started to dabble in the scene a little bit. And um, I've actually talked to Bobby. I've talked to a lot of the old connects. And uh, I'm trying to get on some shows and see what I can do, because I, I feel like I could probably, you know, use what I've got and and bring 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 that bring that light back to the show that uh, mm-hmm. that I found when I when I first started doing this, you know. So you haven't you haven't done any shows yet? Again, uh, I have I have not. I've been too focused on uh, my body and, and working out and getting my job and my money right. And then uh, obviously focusing with my kids since I have 100 percent of the time now. I got to I got to be all dad mode all day long. Right. Except for like right now, you know, because they're in there messing around. And- <laughs> it's all right. It's, it, it'll, be quick, it'll be a quick. It'll be a a shorter episode than normal. It's it's bedtime right now for my kids so uh i have the i have the wife handling everything and i told her uh i'm gonna come in here and do a quick episode chop it up with alex and then uh uh we'll be good so man you um, can't chop it up with me we're, we're gonna sit here and have a whole iron chef <laughs> <laughs> so going on right here. <laughs> um so so the last time i saw you is when i was back uh i think two years ago and uh no no it was it was last year it was last year. Uh, it, I showed up with, uh, with with woman in tow. Yes, you. Yes, you did. By the way, <laughs> was, yeah. uh, that was fantastic. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't play around. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like not only was like a complete uh, change for yourself, but yeah, your your friend. I mean, do do I call her your lady yeah, friend or just friend? Yeah, it should be a lady friend because we don't we, we don't we don't label side side business. All right. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. And um, so I, that's when I was gearing up for my album uh, recording. Um, since then, uh, have you been shut down because of COVID? Have you been out to more comedy shows? And if so, like, what what do you think about you know the comedy scene that 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 you're seeing? Oh man, um, so funny you should mention COVID. But uh, I actually tried to do. Uh, my own shows over here at um, Sage and Sand. See, that's what I thought you you mentioned when you know last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I looked into it. I started running it. I think I got like three shows in. Had a no show on on the first show. I had like three comedians and and some random drunk dude in the bar <laughs> come up there. That was a fun little set that he always, ran. Always. And then uh, just before my third show. Uh, COVID had hit and it, it it just bankrupted everything. So I was like, all right, well, YouTube's going to be a movie place for comedy. Uh, but as soon as man, as soon as they started opening up, man, I was all about it. I was I was in there um, getting tickets to go see anybody and anything that I could. Tempe Improv, um, you know, uh, what is it? The, the the place next to Copper Blue Stand Up Live. Mm-hmm. I went over there for that for a little bit. Uh, checked out some some of the local shows. You know, I'm all about it. And I personally, like, for me, COVID is real, but the vaccine is bullshit. That's just how I feel about it. I could I could have a whole two-hour session on that, but, you know, we're, we're going to keep it we're gonna keep it simple this time around. Don't choke. Yeah. Are you, uh, <laughs> uh, just humor me, are you like, uh, I'm, I'm against all vaccines, or is it this particular one where you're like, uh, I call bullshit? Okay, so... I'm against most of the vaccines. Okay, that's that. Okay, that that's always kind of the line that I've drawn with with a lot of people that like you know fuck this vaccine. Okay, I didn't so know like, if there was a particular reason. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, like there's there's not not most vaccines. I, I guess you should take that back. I kind of said that from the gut. We were talking about COVID, and that just came up, and I was like, oh, I'm against. I'm mostly against that vaccine. But no, what what it really is is like, you know, some of the bullshit ones like chicken pox, right? Like, <laughs> who the fuck cares? We all go we all get acne when we get 13. What's the damn difference? You know, I'm I'm going to be itchy, oily and looking like crazy ass anyway, so whatever. Let me have it. Yeah. Um and then, and then like, you know, some of the other smaller st- smaller time ones, but the 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 major ones, you know, I'm I'm about those ones, so it's it's not how well? How is this one not a major one? Like, how is, how does this fly under the radar? <laughs> it fly. It doesn't fly under the radar. It's in the radar. The other <laughs> ones fly under the radar because they've been tested for five oh, to ten years. Okay. This one came out in three to six months. This is like DLC for a video game. All right. They rushed this shit out without testing it or anything like that. They just wanted to get that money. I got you. Right. So I'm gonna let white people test it first, <laughs> and then I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna fill it out. I'm gonna see how it happens and you know how how it handles with them. Maybe check out some of the minority scenes, see what that is. Cause you know, I'm half and half. I gotta weigh my options. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, maybe, maybe five years down the road, if this thing's still a thing, then why not? Gotcha. But okay. right now it's just it's it's too temperamental and there's too many unknowns. And when it comes to putting things into my body, I'm just like a woman. It's my temple. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just so you know, the chicken pox used to be like a a, a, a hugely deadly and and like there's a lot of children specifically that used to be like hosp- hospitalized like because of this. So they were like, 
let's let's find a way for them not to get sick. And so that's where that's where a lot of these, you know, vaccines come from. They're like, let's find a different way to do this. <laughs> so, I don't know. I now, guess it might be it might be one of those things like growing up in the age that we did. You know, yeah. you and I are both around the same age yeah. group. So it's like, oh, sick. Ah, oh, you got Robitussin. You'll be all right. <laughs> You'll be yeah. All right. yeah, I I feel like that's that's carried over into uh, my parenting, and one of the gifts and the curse, I think, of being in a a, a mixed marriage is is really like uh, <laughs> like understanding and defending your right to parent the way that you want to. Because my wife has a completely different approach. She is. You know, eight, you know, like eggshells and, and she she, you know, she doesn't want her babies to to feel any pain whatsoever. And, I, you know, I like you are kind of like they need to figure that shit out on their own. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> a couple of bumps and bruises and falls will only make them tougher. So, <laughs> man, I, I got to say, uh, George Lopez hit it on the nail when he said Mexican families are just built different mm. you know we we get raised and it's it's more like all right go ahead stupid go ahead watch what happens you're not <laughs> gonna do it again watch go ahead no do it you want to jump out the tree go ahead stupid hey that that's a pretty good george lopez you got there bro <laughs> i've actually been working on my on my voices dude like uh honestly um fluffy he, he's kind of the biggest reason that i started working on a lot of my voices and mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of found like a little niche with uh, with with imitations. So I've been, I've been having fun with it, you know. Um, there's a couple voices that I can do. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna produce them now, but um, you know, let's just say I could, I could make like a little kid's voice. I could make you know George Lopez's voice. <laughs> I could do a redneck voice pretty damn well. Uh, okay. I grew up with with a, a, a black mother, technically speaking. So you know, I could I could pull off a pretty good. Uh, angry black woman voice <laughs> okay all right well so, I, I, I love the fact that you are you putting in the work before you, you you're hopping back on stage that's a that's pretty dope so well i appreciate that man i mean it, it's it is what it is though you know covid gave me a lot of time to just mess around yeah it gave a lot of people a lot of time to figure out uh what they wanted to do so all right that's so why the divorce rate is so high just <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> <laughs> that was that was one of the first. Uh, I mean, speaking of of, of COVID and, and marriage, so COVID shut shit down for me for about three months. That that was the longest uh, I had gone without uh, being on stage. And the first show that I did, I talked a little bit about that. But my approach was: everybody talks about the divorce rate, what what it's going to be coming out of COVID. I I wanted to focus on all of the marriages that that stuck through COVID because. Those are the goddamn champs. If you can go through that shit with your wife and your husband every single day and y'all still together, then uh, bravo. So, right? Yeah. That like was, you that dealt with that approach. person for a whole year and you're <laughs> right. still not sick of them? Yeah. Wait, you know, this is the question I would have to ask. You know, after COVID, how much are you guys fucking? I just, I got to know. You know, like, is it is it often? Is it like, I can't stand the motherfucker? There, so, wait, wait, so are you, are you... Uh, like suggesting there was a there's a difference before COVID and after COVID. Are you bullshitting me? Well, I, I mean, mean I'm, I'm married. Couples, like like single. I, I, I would assume single cup single people have experienced maybe a difference, but ain't no oh, difference in my no. goddamn household. Marriage, man. Every, well, every got- Tuesday and Saturday and third. Like <laughs> 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 our shit is so like 
I got like fucking uh like a calendar where I put like smiley faces on. Like our shit is so like scheduled down to a T. There there's been no change, no shift in our like But to see you 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 have what's called a healthy marriage, right? <laughs> I guess All right? so. So 90% <laughs> of Americans are unhealthy mm. for a lot of different reasons. Gotcha. Mental mental health is is something that I'm really big on. And uh I've actually been looking into getting into the big brother scene just because of that, especially okay. with mental. Um, I just feel like a lot of the, the kids nowadays, you know, boys need men to, to teach them how to be men. And that's that's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, I knew I, I didn't have anything growing up that closely resembled anything like that. So um, I feel like, you know, if I could use my experience of what I've learned and how I've grown and, and what I do for my body, what I do for my children and what, what my way of life might be could be influential and help somebody kind of get their own path another young man get them get their path straight and so um i've actually been heavily looking into being a big brother here uh pretty soon probably going to be in the next couple months actually oh well, that's amazing I, so, I, I hope i hope it goes for you i think uh i think one of the best things you can do as a as a man um just piggybacking off of what you're saying is is give back and, and when you can contribute to a younger generation uh especially younger generational you know of, of of males i think that that positivity is part of what we should be doing on earth is is giving back and and contributing to the next so uh congratulations you, there's a lot of great shit happening with you in your life <laughs> Well, here's what I live by, right? Like, like I said before, I could just sit down and bitch about things or I could do something about it. So I've actually been really hard into this, you know, journey of of masculinity, finding what it means to be a man, all this other stuff. And uh, I've really been like, I've been digging in the books. I've been looking into my my own personal growth, Mm -hmm. you know, therapy and all this other stuff. And what I found is like, the only one that's going to help me is me. So I'm going to have to find a way to make it work or I'm going to make a way to make it work. But one way or another, if I want something done, it's going to get done. And yeah. that, that's just the bottom line. So, you know, that's just um, it, it's taken me a long time to really kind of figure this, figure this whole thing out. But I'm still never done learning. I'm still never done growing. And just like you are as a comedian, man, we always we always got to get better every single time we come up, we show up, we're there. We got to be better than we were yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. agree. You, um, so you, you had some questions. Um, this, this kind of goes back, uh, probably a couple months ago when I was, uh, so I started a, a day piece comedy group on Facebook and the number one reason was because I, I noticed I wasn't getting the same reaction and traction on, uh, on my, on my, comedy page my my fan page on facebook and it's been going on for for months you know like i i would post shit even my wife was like i don't see none of this shit and um i start i started to get frustrated i'm like how can i reach out to people um i guess more directly and uh, i started the group and with the podcast kind of picking up a little um and, and and looking for guests you were like hey uh well, I, I had an episode where I was looking for questions, and you had questions that that I that I was able to use for that. But then you had you had additional questions, so let's let's uh let's jump into that and answer some questions and kind of talk a little bit comedy and uh, go from there. Yeah, man. Um, honestly, as far as comedy is concerned, dude, 
the the number one question that I that I have to ask is what is your why? Why do you do this? Why do you do comedy? Why comedy? Uh, that's a great that's a that's a great question. I feel like I've 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 fumbled around with what a bunch of different answers, but the the one that um the one that I come I keep coming back to I guess is for me it is it's almost like a clarity um it, like a, a a realization of this is what you're supposed to be doing and I get that you know 99.99 times uh, percent when I'm on stage and and that is for me one of the greatest feelings Obviously, it's great when you, you have a great show and a great set and, you know, you're selling mer- like all of all the great accolades that come along with, with performing and performing well. But for me, it's, it's kind of like that is my favorite place to be um, in the world, um, even more than my wife's vagina. <laughs> like that, that'll probably be, uh, It's a close second. I wouldn't even say close. <laughs> I, can't be with you. It's, it's, I know you got three kids. I yeah. <laughs> uh, no, like being being on stage for me is is, is the why because um, it's pure joy to to make uh, other people laugh. Um, a lot of times they're complete strangers, and I have so much fun myself, and I laugh so much um, that that that's my why. Okay, so. I mean that that's awesome, and and I, I, I honestly I think like a lot of that has a lot of a lot of power behind it. I can hear a lot of the, the you know the the deep rooted seed that is uh, your why in there, and that's that's awesome, man. Yeah. So how has that gotten you through some of the darker times? Well, kind of what I uh, alluded to earlier, like um, it, it, there's been a lot of different reasons, and you know when you talk to comics through their comedy journey i feel like they they do it for a lot of a lot of you know like i i, I know comics that do it just for pussy like they do it just mm-hmm. to hook up and 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 be you know be seen and 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 i think at this point where i'm at that's absolutely fine um people do it as a hobby something to do get out of the house uh bucket list i think those are all great um for me, it's changed throughout the years, and I think it's because of, I won't say having, you know, always dark times, but I feel like its it's been a great outlet, um, no matter what's going on. Um, I, <laughs> this is stupid, but... Uh, I like the show Friends. Uh, it's it's my favorite show, but it's not like the best show. I, right. I'll, I'll publicly say that uh, finally. <laughs> but thank, were, thank, first of all, let, let me thank you for coming out of the closet finally. That, that, that <laughs> <brave of> you. <laughs> but it, it's important to say that it's, it's, it's been my shit for a long time, and and one of the reasons why is it was it's like a comfort show. You, like if you have comfort foods. Um, it was always like a show that I can watch and I would laugh or I would enjoy this, that, or the other, no matter what the fuck was going on. So in that same sense, comedy, it has been that for me, no matter what. So good days, bad days, you know, me and my wife have gone through a, an array of problems. So, you know, like when, when things were great, things were bad, 
when we almost, you know, broke up, this is before we got married, you know, when we had our first kid, like no matter what was going on, comedy had always been a, a very comfortable, safe comfort food for me. And, um, it, it, it sort of like everything else really didn't matter. Uh, especially when I was on stage, but when I was doing shows and I was making, you know, people laugh and and I was performing all of that other stuff just kind of got pushed to the side. And honestly, it, it made some of the things a little easier to deal with, uh, once I, I got back to them. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. You know, it's, it's definitely a really good outlet and I feel you there, man. Like just being able to get it all out and then just making it funny so you could just laugh at it. <laughs> it, it, it does something, right? It yeah. changes the entire attitude you had towards about it. You could, you could be pissed off to all hell. You go in there and, and you start, you start slinging these jokes and talking shit. And all of a sudden, you know, you're like, your whole mood has changed. So I get it, man. That, Man, that was that was dead on, dead ass. Yeah, thank you. You know, it's it's comedy is, is very therapeutic, and I think it's it's for a lot of people. It's it's a great way to, you know, just get shit off your spirit and, and work through, you know, whatever you got that's that's going on, and then you know, making it funny or making it lighter. That way, you know, it 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 reaches more people and and. Um, it, it it makes it where you can start talking about things a little bit more and having certain conversations. So uh, it's 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 very powerful. Like I I didn't I underestimated how powerful comedy is. Um, and I think with the pandemic and shutting shit down uh, for for as long as it did, I really like underestimated how you know and, and what you were talking about earlier. You know, like how mental health. And mental stability it was for not only myself but others like my my best days are days when i'm you know weeks when i'm, I'm going to perform um not to say you know weeks when i i don't have any shows or like bad weeks but there is something about knowing that i'm going to perform having a show and it going well all of those things that really help me um keep going so great question what else you got um I think we we kind of touched base on this a little bit, but we kind of just slid through first. We didn't we didn't take it the whole way. Okay, <laughs> like we're gang banging right now. <laughs> hey, well, you know <laughs> that way you learn. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, like, uh, aside from like personal stuff, because we all know that that has an impact on anything and everything that we do. I, I'm personally going through a lot of stuff right now too. So it's definitely give me that fog brain, but what were some of your biggest hurdles before? Like when you were just hosting versus what you are now, what are, what are, what, what is the contrast between that? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like how, how different is it now? Um, well, there are still hurdles that, that just never goes away. Um, I think you just find, you know, like you're, you're, I, the biggest difference between then and now is you, if you, if you've been working at it, you gain more tools and you gain more experience to be able to, you know, maneuver and jump over a lot of the hurdles that you still um, face today. Then you, you, 
try to challenge yourself and put yourself in positions where you gain more opportunities and with those come you know uh different challenges but to to go back um the so so when you ask this the thing that jumped out the most to me and this is probably not even the biggest hurdle but uh it, it was something that that i think i struggle with very hard um which i label false prophets um when like you first that. start off you you have this idea it's almost like a hollywood dream like someone nowhere sells you this idea that if you get on stage and you go to a bunch of open mics you'll be discovered or you'll be really good and people will you know like amp you up and like you you become famous and it it's this almost pipe dream that um does not really exist especially uh anymore um rather it did before and you start to uh, or at least for me let me just speak for me uh you i started to be in a position where um I felt like this person was the person to to be around because they have all the connections or or they're they're wild, you know, widely known in the scene as being that guy or that girl and you start to kind of invest in uh, <laughs> like other people's, you know, dreams and goals because you think if you attach yourself with with people then their dreams and their goals become your dreams and your goals and and i i look back at at the younger comic day day and i felt like i was i didn't know who to follow like i was just like this this person's hot so let me be around that person or this person is doing jokes like this let me do jokes like that and so uh false private profits for me is just looking for validation in in other people that most likely don't share the same aspirations as you like when you're a young comic you are searching for you know a way to to build your confidence and sometimes you look into other people and you look at other people's comedy journeys and he, the best thing for for you to do is is i don't want to say figure that shit out on your own because that's not the greatest advice but the best thing that you could do is just invest all of that energy time into yourself and building yourself up and, and doing, you know, open mics and getting stage time to build your own confidence and not feel like you have to follow other people because you follow one wrong person and that ruins your shit for sometimes forever, but it, it, it can st- you make you take a bunch of steps back in the wrong direction you become labeled as a certain type of comic because you with it so when you follow the wrong people uh that shit goes a long way to to hurting you uh short term and long term i know that was a way longer answer but no uh, no no Uh, that that, that was was a big one for me i think it was really uh really well spoken in that because i felt like that could also be translated to you know life as we see it right we always look for that outside validation we always look like we're, we're looking for somebody else's approval am i doing this better am i doing this good what's he doing that's working better you know and and that's one of the things that i kind of recently learned um and it's like you know we're, we're meant to be around other people and and kind of copy these other people but ultimately we have to find our own way 
right? We have to find ourselves, and that was that was really awesome. I really I really enjoyed that answer. Thanks. Like I said, that was a, that's a way longer than I was thinking. And there's there's a ton more hurdles, you know, like <laughs> like in this game. But that that was one where if you can try to surround yourself with the right people, and how do you know they're the right people? Uh, it's that thing where when you're when you start off you get so much advice a lot of times it's unsolicited but if you can start to maneuver and say hey this works for me this doesn't work for me and and the earlier you can do that and the more you can do that the better off you'll be yeah yeah it's like pitbull says right ask for money get advice you get advice get money twice oh i like that oh yeah i'm (laughs) i'm full of them (laughs) <laughs> what else? <laughs> what else you got for me? <laughs> you, uh, I love this. This is dope. So, okay. So, personally, I, I know that. I'll, I mean, when it comes to comedy, right? We don't we don't see a lot of. Uh, we see a lot of diversity, and so when it comes to diversity on the stage, how do you think that affects? certain comics like do you feel like black people are looked at differently than mexicans are when they come in to to do that like are they expected to be a stereotypical hood black person you know what i mean like i'm not Mm -hmm. trying to sound racist but Mm -hmm. that's just kind of america as we know it right now um and do you feel like maybe it's different for like a white person if they're gonna if if you get white people all over the place they're gonna talk about you know how they went to starbucks and their order got (laughs) fucked up or some shit (laughs) I know you're laughing because at the at the back of your mind you're thinking of your your wife right now and you're like you know what I love Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if if I understand correctly, um, that's that's almost a loaded question. So so here's the thing: um, America is way more diverse than it it pretends to be, and I think. Things like representation matters. And I remember when I started doing comedy in Arizona, um, there was, you know, less than 350 comics. Uh, I cannot tell you what that number is now, but I know it's well in the thousands just in the, um, you know, Arizona or metropolitan area, whatever you want to identify it as. So um, to me, Arizona is, is the most diverse place I've ever lived. I think it has an array of people with a ton of different backgrounds and it it's beautiful when that is displayed on stage um when i started there you know bobby a lot of the the reasons why my connection with bobby johnson started was he was one of the one of three black producers that was saying hey minority comics hey hey you know women comics you guys can you're you're welcome like he he welcomed everybody but he was specifically saying hey if you feel like you can't get on those stages and you're not getting booked by those people here come do these rooms <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 have a show at a mexican restaurant and and the, like we we performed in some some very shitty places but <laughs> i remember it, those places <laughs> but but it was it was available. It was stage time. We were having fun and we were growing. So to uh, to get back to, to the question, diversity matters. It's very important. And uh, I don't think anybody should feel 
the pressure, especially in 2021. I don't feel like anybody should feel the pressure to perform a certain way. Um, here's the tricky thing. Some, some people, um, you know, different race, they, they have stereo, you know, they have stereotypic behaviors and, and actions and they, they use them. And I think that's, that's fine. My only issue is when people, uh, and it doesn't matter who you are, um, like exaggerate way more than you need to. Um, Mm. to me that, that always just sort of rubs me the wrong way where, uh, you know, like, like, a, like, like, it'd be like a black guy going up on stage and, and, you know, tap dancing or, you know, a Mexican going up on stage and, and, you know, uh, with a, with a pinata, just, just when it, when it, when it comes to that overdoing it, I think that's to me, I, I kind of lose taste in it, but I think the best part of diversity is sometimes also diverse diversity within a certain group of people and race. Um, I have a I have a group that 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 we have out here. It's called Black Iowa Streams, and it's it's basically a collection of the black comics that are in the state of Iowa. And the beauty of it is we're all very different within ourselves. So I think it's it's irresponsible and silly for for anybody, as far as a booker or a showrunner. To feel like I have to have, you know, a typical black person comic that does those types of jokes, and I have to have a Latino comic. Like, I think it's very possible to have, like, you know, a black comic that does Starbucks jokes, and you know, like an Asian <laughs> comic that talks about, you know, things that that you know a Mexican could. So. Um, I think the smartest contribution that you can do when running a show and doing a show is try to make it as diverse as you possibly can. I think that is beautiful and that should be the the direction. And I hope that kind of answers the question that you were at, that you were asked. I think you kind of delve into the the root of the question which is which is awesome. And uh, I think I think yeah, that that really did answer my question pretty well actually. Um Mostly because that one's kind of been bouncing around in my head, especially when we're out in, in, in Arizona, which is basically new, new Mexico. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, when you said pinata in my head, you know, when you said that when a Mexican comes up to the stage and they have a pinata or something like you were struggling a little bit, my ass came up with it easy. I was like, nah, that fool would come up with elotes, a cart and some bells, bro. He'd be making money. I <laughs> <laughs> think yeah. wouldn't be playing around. So, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't mind anybody playing toward their audience. Again, it'd be like if a woman talks about, you know, her period and, and menstrual cramps. Like, I think that you should talk about the things that you know, your experience. Again, I just don't think you should uh, overdo it to a point where you you're almost like you become a character, a characterist, whatever it's called. Where, where you're just becoming, you know, what what everybody thinks uh, as far as stereotypes, like everybody thinks or sees on TV and movies that 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 you're playing. It's almost like you're acting as a comic. And uh, again, that, that shit kind of rubs me the wrong way, but I don't get that fucking money. I mean, like, who yeah. am I? Until I'm famous, like, who am I to be like, 
yo shit ain't working, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Oh. Shit don't work, cut it out. Yeah, so d- do whatever you want to do. I just feel like uh, with me and my comedy, I would like to go to sleep um, and wake up with integrity and, and and feel good about what I'm saying on stage and, and the message that I'm delivering, that kind of shit. Like that shit matters to me. Um, it may not matter to everybody. Like again, I know comics is like I'm just gonna talk about my dick. <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> if they because because the what they teach you in comedy or one of the things that they teach you is you know if if it gets a laugh, if people laugh, then you know you're doing something right, and 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 that has to evolve or you're always stuck in that mind frame and into the point where you were sacrificed a lot of things just to get that laugh. And that doesn't always work out or pay off um, in the long term. So uh, I don't, do whatever you want to do. But for me, uh, no, nah, I got to I got to feel right about the comedy that I'm putting out. Right, right. You got to be good about your product. Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the, the woman and, and doing their period and all that other stuff. You know, I feel like a lot of people nowadays, as far as is is the the grand public, right? They always mm-hmm. they always judge the comic before. Oh man, it's a woman comic. We all know where this is going. Ex boyfriends, period. <laughs> and uh, you know what they did last night with their bowl of ice cream or something stupid <laughs> like that. Oh man, here comes a black comic. Uh, we're gonna talk about watermelons and yeah, probably yeah. something you did on the hood. You know. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. like that copy paste mentality, mm-hmm. and um, I, I honestly just feel like that's good in a way because it's like okay, cool. You could you could label me like that all you want to, but watch me blow your fucking mind right now. Yeah, I I I don't know. Well, I don't know if I feel like it's good, but <laughs> I definitely like the the idea of. You can think whatever the fuck you want to think. Like, mm-hmm. go for it. Like, if if whoever's coming to the stage, you you already have these pre you know determined conceived you know, notions. Yeah, you, if you if you're already like that's that's you. Like that's a that's a you thing. That's something right. that you've got to figure out that you've got to work on and work through or 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 stay the way that you are. My job is to just you know come out, entertain, be myself, and and so on and so forth. So I I think. Like that that way of thinking is is not particularly positive or 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 great in the grand scheme of uh you know uh, where we would like to go as as a nation or whatever. But right, I, I do feel like again, if if someone wants to come out and do stereotypic shit and 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 go for it, uh, I, I just yeah, think just- like. Oh, go this ahead. is all I say. Do you, boo boo? Yeah, right? yeah just, just, just do you. Do whatever it is that you want to do. I know when I when I have that opportunity, um, I would like to just do the best representation of myself in comedy, um, and leave it on the stage. Uh, it, leave it all on on the stage. So, yeah. You know. So I think I, I got like two more that that I want to ask, and then we can just wrap this up because I know you're trying to get to bed and all that. So, yeah. Um, as far as comedy, how much has it shifted in in regards to like material, right? Like, does does your material have to get censored more now in twenty twenty one than did say back in twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen or twenty seventeen? You know, like in the past, does it does it really has it really changed so significantly 
because I've heard a lot of people, a lot of a lot of newscasters say, you know, comedy's changed, the game's changed, these, you know, and we got cancel society and all that stuff. So, so how do you feel about, um, you know, comedy as a whole in 2021, and what do you, what do you think is going to come of it? Um. So, so this has been a conversation for for easily the last couple of years. Um, mm. I mean, I guess when 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 speaking of a time frame the the quote-unquote me too era like when that really erupted it really sort of centered around cancel and cancel culture and that really in my opinion stiffened a bunch of fucking people up and they were like (laughs) hey we can't we can't be racist anymore we can't be sexist we can't be so and so on um so so i have two approaches my first approach was um this is comedy uh don't take it too serious and one of my first tours so i didn't really start doing tours until i left arizona i was i was doing shows but i wasn't like stringing them together and um and 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 working uh moving to iowa as silly as it is really was one of the best things to happen for me as a comedian because it, it it made me become a professional comic and a road comic so one of my first tours that I did was called uh, Everything Offends Everybody. And I thought I was being very, you know, clever and like, hey, it's it's comedy. Like, relax, fucking people. Like, just laugh. <laughs> um, don't don't get like I'm not trying to offend anybody, which is always the the point, like your intent, because uh, I mean, some some quote unquote edgy comics go out just to offend and get the reaction and get the. I don't know, viral video, so on and so forth. Um, but now that, you know, a couple of years have gone by, um, Cat Williams, comedian, just did an interview where he he really summed it up very well. Um, his, his idea is there's really no cancel culture. Like, there's just um, this idea that um, what's wrong with living within the limits and the bounds that 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 we have in society like nobody he says nobody likes you know stop signs and speed limit signs but it helps the flow of traffic it's 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 smart it's safer um you know when when you've got the basketball court or the field there's a such thing as out of bounds where if you go there you you you're out <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right right when when you talk about comedy um and the idea that maybe I shouldn't say this word because it now offends. It really is not about now it offends. It's it's always been offensive. We're just now being smarter about what we're saying and how we're saying it. And if you feel like I've got to say these words in order to get your <laughs> jokes across or your point across, then maybe comedy isn't the thing that you should, you should be doing. It's, it's like, if like if you feel like there's only one way to um you know spin a wheel then then i feel like you yourself are limiting yourself in in comedy so now in 2021 um i think it it's creating smarter comics hopefully better writing um and to be honest with you as as a black man i don't want to be offended you know just just because like you know so, so <laughs> I, I think i think it's a great i i think it's a great thing for 
for us to be moving forward in a way where we're like, do I really need to say this word? Is there a better way of saying this? Can I still get the same laugh and joke? And maybe if I can't, then I, I try a different joke or I try a different bit. Um, but I think people that struggle with the idea that I have to be offensive, I have to say these things, uh, you can't cancel me. Like I think the, that's the wrong way of, uh, of thinking and, and approaching it. So, um, no, I, I think comedy in 2021 and going forward should hopefully create better comics that are either existing or that want to get into it and hopefully their approach to writing comedy and delivering comedy and the responsibility that goes with it is a is a lot smarter um than uh than how things were where you could basically say anything and and not have the immediate um repercussions yeah yeah, things were easier back in the nineties, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> don't you don't you love when you can just smack your I mean, it used to be a thing where you can punch your wife or like correct her behavior. Like 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 it's insane how like, how normal and how, how we normalize a lot of behavior and and now we're looking at it like what the fuck were we thinking? So I think it's okay to change and, and, and uh, you know, adjust our behavior because that shit was crazy. Shit was wild. Shit was well, wild. I mean, look at our president, though. Yeah. <laughs> that, that shit has just told you a lot from in the early 90s, you know? So it is what it is, but you live and you learn. Like I said, it's the Mexican mentality all over again. Fuck it up so that way you learn, stupid. Watch what happens. Stick the fork in the electrical socket again. Oh, you like it? You like it? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think that was what pissed off my Mexican parents a lot too. Is when I actually liked what I was doing. That was stupid. Mm. They were like, "I, what did we do? I don't, no, no." And then they would just talk Spanish. I'm like, I don't understand what the hell you're saying, but I'm gonna do this again. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so really, what's next? You know, what's next for Day Day? What What are we doing? What's your next? Uh, your next? What's your vision? Like, where are you going? Uh. So I feel like um, I, I feel like my 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 answer to that is very similar to a lot of people. Last year was 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 so promising uh, with with all the things that that were coming together for me, and when they fell apart, um, I felt you know I I wouldn't say I got depressed. I felt like I got a little depressed. Um, I I went through a, a, a couple of different stages. Of not sure what to do, and and um, you know the, the safety of my family has always been, you know, at the at the forefront of of trying to do shows during the pandemic, and then you know with the vax and all these things. So last year was really just a year where um, it started off hot, and then I had a bunch of shows, uh, not nearly as many as uh, as I would have liked and hoped. But I had a, enough shows that really kept like the appetite going. This year, as things are starting to open up and, and things are starting to become uh, a lot more safer, what I like to do is um, one of my one of my big goals is I want to record a second album. Um, I loved a lot of things about the first album, but I put it all out independently. And I don't know if I if I would change that for the second album, but I learned so much about you know like the failures. And the stick and the fork mm-hmm. in the socket. Like I learned so many don'ts that I can't wait to do it again and mm-hmm. hopefully do it uh, 
better and bigger. Um, so that, that's one of my that's one of my big goals. Uh, I want to fill up the calendar. Uh, my calendar is so empty, but um, I'm looking for that to change. I'm looking to do some of the goals that I had in 2020 that I honestly just couldn't get to. Uh, so I kind of want to put those back on the vision board and 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 reapproach them. But for me, being that I've been doing comedy for 10 years, um, the last four years is when things have really became serious. I guess that that's the best way of saying it. You know, and then 2020 is always going to have that asterisk next to it because mm-hmm. uh, it it was it was it was a it, it was just a complete momentum shift so uh i like to just get back into that i like i like to get back into working a working comic you know having something to do uh every week or every weekend um and i i want to do things bigger the the last thing that i can honestly say that that was major was recording an album and how much production that i put into it and I want to do more of those. I don't know if I want to produce a bunch of shows, but I definitely want to have these productions where this is the main, the, like there, there are comics that I watch, you know, local guys and, and, and guys that I started with and I see certain things that they do and I get motivated by that. And I want to put more tours together. I want to have more video. I want to have more audio. I mean, the podcast really started because of the pandemic i don't i think without the without the pandemic i probably don't do a podcast um and i had to do a season one and two for me to get to season three which i think is is great because i get to have conversations with people which is which Mm -hmm. is what people love but i get to have conversations with people that i actually want to have conversations i have not had a, a guest on on this podcast and this is my goal uh, I don't want to have, I never want to have anybody on this podcast that I don't want to have on this podcast, you know, cause I sometimes you, you phone in a favorite or, or like, uh, you a know, fill an episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't want that shit. So, uh, to, to, that's a long answer, but the, the short answer is I want to get back to, uh, what I was doing last year, which, um, I was recording the album. I had a bunch of shows lined up. And I just want to get back on the road. I want to build the brand. Uh, that was the biggest goal for 2020 was that Day Peace Comedy and Comedian Day Day was, was bigger than it had ever been. Um, I had reached more people. I had gained more fans and followers. Like, that's what I was on. Uh, that's what I was trendy toward. That, I was on course to do these things. And uh, that's what I like to turn 2021 and 2022 into um with us being in the second quarter uh almost you know the the second half of the the year i'm not looking to do all of those things this year but i'm definitely looking to get back on fucking track and uh by 2020 back to building the brand and making it the biggest that it's been so far yeah man you know i gotta say i'm really proud of your accomplishments honestly and you as a person for how much you were you were here when i when i first saw you you know um you, you still got that same energy on stage you made my lady friend laugh we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna label that any any further but uh 
You know what? Uh, I'm, that was a really fun <laughs> show. Um, and I didn't think it was going to be that fun because I thought the place... Here's the thing about Bobby that I talked to you about earlier. Uh-huh. He does show that some of the shittiest places, but he also <laughs> does... Like, he does shows at, at Stand Up Live, like you mentioned, and, and the other comedy clubs. And that was a spot where, like, hey, I got this spot. And it was a ladies' <laughs> night show. And, you know, he, he 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 added me and he made me the host of it. And I thought the ladies just blew it away. Oh but yeah. The the thing that I loved about working with Bobby in these locations is we make fucking lemonade. And as weird as the place was and the setup and all of that, we still put on a great show. And I'm, I'm glad you came out to that. Uh, so I appreciate that. I, it really was. It was a fun show. And I, I feel like that's that's something that Bobby likes to bring a lot, too. Like, he just brings a lot of in, entertainment, right, to what is supposed to be an entertaining night. Mm-hmm. It could be garbage. And it could be, like, you know, one of those places where you feel a little sketchy about being in that hood or something like that. But at the end of the night, like, no matter what it is, it's always been just fun. Even if you're on stage, even if you're in the show, just being there was was awesome. And that's why I really enjoyed messing around with you, with Bobby. And I think that's kind of where my my uh, my, my my passion for the comedy came from, you know? And I, and I wanted to thank you for that, too, because you and Bobby were, were a big inspiration and really kind of helped push me along, get me out of my comfort zone for sure. Because, uh, you know, I, I went from talking about bloody tampons in the pool water <laughs> that I had found the night before to actually making some real jokes. So y'all helped me grow a little bit as a, as a, as a boy to a, to a young boy. <laughs> you know what? You're, you're very welcome. And your your transformation is it's it's remarkable. And I, I just hope you continue to you know do the things that you want to do, that you can do, that you love to do. And uh, I can't wait until you really get back into it. And again, if, if nothing else, just figuring out how you want to use comedy um, in your life. So, you know, it's funny that you say that, because honestly, I've used comedy in everyday off the show kind of the things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like not not in the spotlight, but just making people laugh and and they could be having the shittiest week the worst type of you know situations but for those few minutes or with my long-winded ass hour and a half they'd be sitting there crying their eyes out because they're laughing so damn hard they couldn't even remember and you know i get i get complimented so many times thanks for making me laugh you really made this something i'm like i didn't really do shit but you know you're welcome i guess can i have something to eat now Hey, this is a uh, this is this is great, man. I'm 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 very glad that you reached out and and you wanted to be a part of the the podcast. And uh, this is this was a very fun not only episode but just good conversation and great catching up with you, bro. Absolutely, man. And, and like I said, keep doing what you're doing, man. You're killing it. Can't wait to see you out here in Arizona. And uh, next time you see me, I'll be a German Greek model. <laughs> you know what i i believe it <laughs> i would believe it so, <laughs> all right bro you be good uh take care of those babies absolutely you do the same and that one in the sleeping in your bed too <laughs> i'm gonna kick her out tonight all right, all right bro see you <laughs> all right take it easy this episode is brought to you by snapple 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 